This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. Go with me to the book of Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. Now we've gone throughout Hebrews 11, in and out, in and out, verses 1 through about 30-something. And we're still going. There's a little bit more tonight. But oftentimes when we see these stories of faith in the Bible, we see a lot of times the blessing or the reward of their faith. And so we don't see the behind the scenes. We don't see the things that are actually really took place. What made their faith go? And sometimes we have the thought, well, this just happened. No, it didn't just happen. These were men and women that learned to believe God and they trusted God. And so tonight I'm, I'm going to read here in, in Hebrews 11 and then we're going to jump to the book of Daniel chapter 6. And you're going to see within this man named Daniel the behind the scenes why and how God moved in his life. And I believe these are nuggets for every one of us. So we begin Hebrews 11 verse 33. Who through faith, again, some translation, the Amplified said, who by the help of faith. One translation says, by faith they were prompted, they were urged, they were motivated by faith. So it goes on to say, they subdued kingdoms, they worked righteousness, they obtained promises, they stopped or they quenched, they closed the mouths of lions. By faith, they did all that. So when it gets over there and it talks about they, they, they stopped or closed the mouth of lions, that's talking about this man named Daniel. Now go with me to the Old Testament to Daniel chapter 6. Daniel 6, and as you're, you're turning there, where's Daniel? Uh, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and then you'll come into Daniel, kind of in that order. Daniel chapter 6. So who is this guy named Daniel? Daniel was a Hebrew. He was a Jewish boy. But the king that he was under, or his boss that he was under, was not a godly man at all. And so when you begin to study about this man named Daniel, even though he served under this ungodly king, God started promoting him. And God started moving his life. Now, I don't know who you work for. You may, have, you, you may have an ungodly boss. But just because you do, listen guys, don't think God can't move in that situation. God will move because this passage shows this again and again and again. And so what begins to happen here is Daniel, he worked diligently and responsibly. So I believe this, there's a question for me and you in this. How well do you represent God to your employer? Do you work as unto the Lord? Are you on time? Are you honoring? Are you a man and woman of integrity? And so these are huge things that I believe highlighted this guy named Daniel. He had a work ethic. Uh, Colossians 3.17 says this, Whatever you do in word or deed, do in the name of Jesus. 
So when you get up to go to work, you do it in the name of Jesus like you're doing it as unto the Lord. So here Daniel is, he's being promoted. Now when you get promoted, there's times you're going to have opposition. You're going to have people that don't like you getting promoted, and that's exactly what happened to him. So we pick up chapter 6 of verse 3 of Daniel. Then this Daniel, he distinguished himself, and that's an interesting word, above the governors and the satraps. Literally talking here, these were the government officials or the leader of the land. Because an excellent spirit was within him. The spirit of excellence. So in other words, everything that Daniel did, he did it with a spirit of excellence. He said, man, I'm going to be the best in everything I can be. It goes on to say, and the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. He outclassed them all, verse 4. So the governors and they say traps, they sought to find some charges against Daniel concerning the kingdom. But they could not find a charge or, or fault because he was faithful, nor was there any error or fault found in him. Now, when you look at verses 3 and 4, remember it said he distinguished himself. The two words in, in verse 3 and verse 4 that I believe distinguished himself, number one, he had an excellent spirit, and number two, he was faithful. He was faithful. So now I put myself in the story and I have to ask myself, would an excellent spirit, would faithfulness, would that describe me? Would that, would that describe you? And so you begin to see here, these ungodly government officials, they try to tear him down. They don't want him being promoted, so they're going after him any way they can. But I want you to note something. Here's something else that I begin to see of that. Oftentimes in a workplace when we experience opposition, when you work around a bunch of ungodly folk, now be careful with this, but how many of you in here work around a bunch of ungodly folk? The majority of you. Here's what I want you to note in this that Daniel didn't do. When they started opposing him and getting mad at him, he didn't stomp his feet and say, God, you've got to get me out of here. You've got to get me to another job. Here's what I want you to listen about on that, that thought right there. Have you ever thought that you may be the only example or the witness that God has where you're working? And just because it's tough doesn't mean God wants to get you out of there. Sometimes he's got you right there where you're at so you can be a witness. And I believe this was the case with Daniel. God was saying, man, I need you there. So with that thought, we keep going. Then these men said, we shall not find any charge against this Daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law of his God. They say, we can't find any character flaws with him. He, he doesn't mess up in his integrity and his honor. So they said, you know what we're going to have to do? We're going to have to go after his faith. We're going to have to go after how he serves God. Verse 6. So these governors say, traps, they throng before the king, and thus they said to him, King Darius, live forever. Now what you see with these guys, they're a bunch of man-pleasers. 
Let, let, me, let me give you my paraphrased edition of what they just did. They're a bunch of butt kissers, okay? Pastor, I can't believe you said that. Well, I said it. The truth. Verse 7. And all the governors of the kingdom, the ministrators, the satraps, the counselors of Igers, they have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whoever petitions any god or man for 30 days except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, they didn't specifically mention Daniel here at all. They made it sound like there was a bunch of them. Verse 8. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing so that it cannot be changed according to the law of the Meds and the Persians, which does not alter. Therefore, King Darius signed the written decree. And so what you begin to see here is, is all these officials knew Daniel's distinctive character, characteristics. His characteristics could actually become the point of his vulnerability. And so what they literally do here, they go after his steadfast commitment to God, and literally they appeal to this king's pride. It's like, oh, king, here we are, here we are. So he signs this to decree. Now remember the decree. If you call on any god or petition any god for the next 30 days, you're going into the mouth of the lions, okay? We're throwing you in there. Verse 10. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home and in his upper room with his windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and he prayed, gave thanks before his God, as was his custom since early day. Now, to me, you know what he does? He walks into his house and he doesn't shut the curtains. He flings them wide open. So here, Daniel is not a, a, a closet Christian. He made no attempt to hide right here because he said, I don't care what the rest of you are going to do. I don't care what the decree says. I'm loyal to God. I'm all in with God. And if you'll note there at the end of verse 10, it says, as was his customs since early days. He was disciplined to do this. Day after day, this is what he would do. He would get on his knees before God and he would begin to pray. But note, it said he also gave thanks. So Daniel knew his lifeline was literally, I got to have a prayer life. But on top of a prayer life, when he gave thanks, you know what giving thanks is? What we did a minute ago. When you begin to praise and you begin to worship God, so I believe he'd get on his knees, he'd pray, and then he'd begin to thank God. Thank you, Father God, for putting me in this position. Thank you for blessing me. Day by day by day by day, this is what he did. And you know what? He didn't value his own life when it came to question his loyalty to God. He said, I don't care. Now, when I highlight this, this is the behind the scene that a lot of times we don't ever see. If you study this man named Daniel, he was promoted. He became a great voice to this king 
but also he became a great, great spokesman for the kingdom of God. And it just didn't happen. He started this at a very, very young age. And listen to me, I believe it showed how disciplined he was. He was committed to the kingdom of God, and he would not compromise. Now, in this situation, you know what he's saying? I know my only hope is God. The things that I need, only God can provide. He didn't look to men. He didn't run to the king and say, King, pull some strings for me here. He ran to God. He looked to God. So now I go back and, and I put myself into the story. What do I do? Have you ever freaked out as a Christian when you hear somebody's yakking about you? Oh, they shouldn't be doing that. We've got to lose our salvation. I've never faced death. I've never faced the thought of being thrown into the lion's den because of my faith. I've never had a gun pointed at me because of my faith. Have any of you ever had a gun pointed at you because of your faith? Where they said, you denounce Jesus or I'm going to blow your head off. Is anybody, I've never had that. But yet we can become wishy-washy and we can compromise over the littlest things. And I think, no wonder why this guy's in the Faith Hall of Fame. I had a buddy when I was at Bible school. He was Russian. His name is Rudy Vratoshnik. Sounds Russian. Rudy Vratoshnik. And that's how he would talk. I'm telling you, the guy was passionate about Jesus. So he goes back to Moscow, where he was from. He starts preaching in an underground church. And one night in this underground church, there's about 500 believers in there. He said, I march up to the platform and I begin to get ready to speak. And he said, all of a sudden, in the back of the, the, the sanctuary, he said, these doors open. And he said, I'm up there preaching and I look and I realize, oh my gosh, it's the KGB. And they didn't have BB guns. They come walking in with machine guns. And the leader of that group, and I think there was 13 of them, he said, he came up and he stood up on the platform and he looked at everybody in the audience and he said, here's the deal. If you'll denounce Jesus right now and leave, we'll let you go free without asking any questions and we will not harm you at all. About half of them got up and left. He said he waited a few minutes and he looked and said, I'm going to give you guys one more opportunity. If you will denounce Jesus right now and leave, nothing will help you. You stay, your life's on the line. About a half more left. And after they left, he looked at Rudy and said, I just wanted to know who the true believers were. Now preach the gospel to all of us. We want to get saved. Wow. Again, I've, I've never faced lions. And so when I looked at this guy's life and I thought, he, he was by himself. Everybody else was against him. You know what that is? That's Matthew 7, verse 14. It says there's this narrow gate. And this gate is so narrow and it's difficult, but it's the road that leads to life and only a few find it. And it's sometimes very lonely. That's why I want to highlight to some of you where you're working. It may be lonely. You may feel like you're the lone ranger. That's this guy. Keep reading. Verse 11. 
Then these men assembled and they found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. They catch him in the act. And as they went before the king and spoke concerning the king's decree, have you not signed a decree that every man who petitions any God or man within 30 days except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? The king answered and said, the thing is true. According to the laws of the Medes and the Persians, which does not alter. So they answered and said before the king, now watch this. That Daniel, that Daniel, that Daniel, that Daniel, why are you highlighting that? Could they say that about us? That Daniel. And I looked and I thought, I mean, they signaled him out because of his faith. Who was one of the captives from Judah, does not show due regard for you, O king, or for the decree that you signed, but makes his petition three times a day. So you know what they're saying? He ignores you, king, but he prays to his God. And the king, when he heard these words, was greatly displeased. Now watch this. He was greatly displeased with himself. Why was the king greatly displeased with himself? Because he knew that they had tricked him. He knew that they had deceived him. So watch what he says here. And he was displeased with himself, and he set his heart on Daniel to deliver him. And he labored till the going down of the sun to deliver him. And so he tried to think of every way to get Daniel off the hook, get him out of this predicament. Then these men approached the king and said to the king, Know, O king, that is the law of the Medes and the Persians, that no decree of statue with the king established may be changed. In other words, we got you, king. So the king gave the command, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of the lions. But the king spoke to Daniel, saying, Listen, listen. Your God, whom you serve continually, will deliver you. Now this ungodly king had witnessed Daniel's consistent, faithful devotion to God. And somehow this ungodly king says to him, the God who you serve continually, he's going to set you free. Now what I want you to see here is when it says here, whom you, your God whom you serve continually, That was Daniel's secret sauce. The God whom you serve continually. So now I go back and I put myself in the equation. Do I serve God when everything's going good? When things get tough, do I jump off ship? Do I serve God day by day? Or, or do I just serve God on Sundays? See, it's interesting to me that this ungodly king, he recognized in this little Hebrew boy, Hebrew boy, he serves God continually. No matter what's going on, he's going to serve God. Verse 17. Then a stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the signets of the lords that the purpose concerning Daniel might not be changed. Now the king went to his palace and he spent the night fasting. He not eaten. And no musicians, no entertainment were brought before him 
Also, his sleep went from him. He doesn't eat. He doesn't sleep. He doesn't watch the late show with Jimmy Fallon. He doesn't watch nothing. Then the king rose very early in the morning and went to hasten to the den of lions. And when he came to the den, he cried out with a lamenting or an anguished voice to Daniel. The king spoke, saying to Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God, here's the secret sauce, has your God whom you serve continually be able to deliver you from the lions? And I don't know if I could have a greater, a greater compliment than that to say, man, there's the guy who serves God. So he yells, Daniel, Daniel. Verse 21. Then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. Lighten up, king. No worries. Here's your good verse right here. Romans 8, 31. If God be for me, who can be against me? If God be for me, everybody else might as well be. And so to a degree, that's what he's saying. King, did you, did you really doubt? Did you have any second thoughts that my God wouldn't bail me out? Verse 22. My God sent his angel and he shut the lion's mouth so that they have not hurt me because I was found innocent before God. Also, O king, I have done no wrong before you. Now the king was exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of them and no injury whatever was found on him because he believed in his God. He trusted and relied on his God, even in the midst of getting eaten up by the lions. And so now when we read this, we see the behind the scenes. Do you know that last verse that I quoted right there? It's cross-reference, and you know where it takes us? It takes us all the way back to Hebrews 11.33, where we started. And so again, the reason this guy named Daniel's in the Faith Hall of Fame, because in the very midst of being eaten up by the lions, he said, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to believe God. I don't care what type of predicament I'm in, I'm going to believe God. Now, real quickly, go all the way back to Hebrews, but go to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. So I'm going to jump real quick as I'm talking to you. We're going to Hebrews 12. The Faith Hall of Fame ends at the end of, of Hebrews 11. And so we're going to pick up in, in Hebrews 12. And, and the concept of faith was the power and promises of God's Word. And when you look at all this, faith exceeds humanism. It's stronger than any philosophies of man. Faith never changes when I trust God. So we pick up here in Hebrews 12, verse 1. Now watch this. Therefore, we also, me and you, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. You know who these great cloud of witnesses are? All these men of the Faith Hall of Fame. The pioneers of faith. The veterans of faith. And you know what they're saying? 
We bear witness to the faith. And they're cheering me and you on, saying, the same God we believed, you believe. Trust in him. That's what's going on with those witnesses in heaven. They're watching whether we run. Go, go. Now look at the encouragement here, what they tell us. Let us lay aside every weight. Anything that tries to hinder your progress, distractions. Now I begin to think about that, lay aside every weight that tries to hinder my progress. Do you know one of the greatest hindrance to our progress in faith is the people you associate with? You run with the ungodly, you're going to take a detour off the course of faith real quick. That's why it's important to get around godly people that will encourage you. Even when you're going through difficult times, you run with the godly. My paraphrased edition is this. You run with the snakes, you're going to get bit. Break up with them. Pastor, I, I can't do that. What do you think Daniel did? He didn't run with them. Anybody who's ever walked with God for a very length of life They've had to get rid of ungodly people. Not because they're bad, they're just ungodly. They need to get saved. And so guess what? If you're not influencing them, they're going to influence you. Now there was a time in my life I couldn't go around those old buddies. And some of you may be able to relate to this thought, golly, I better hurry. I, I had been a drunk for all those years. I get born again, and man, I wanted all my buddies to get born again. So you know what I think? I'm, I'm going to go to the bar and I'm going to get them all born again. I ain't get any of them born again. They got me drunk again. You know why? I wasn't in position to handle it. So guess what? I had to stay away from I couldn't go near the package stores. I couldn't go near Stay away from it. But you know what? There came a day in my life where that greater one on the inside of me and I went around and thought, there's a new sheriff in town, boys full of the Holy Spirit, the name of Jesus. But it took time. And so again, you got, you got to break up with people. Number two, attractions. And what I mean by attractions, it, it can be things that, that I, I'm, I'm looking to entertainment. I'm, I'm, I'm moving toward the TV. Uh, addictions could be, this is going to hurt you, Facebook. Oh, Pastor, not faith. Yeah. And some of you plug into you plug into Facebook for three and four hours a night. And I'm telling you, it takes all your time. It steals. Hashtag break up with Facebook. Thus saith Pastor. Now look what he says next. Every weight and the sin, and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And that's so true. Now watch what he says here. And let us run. Let us run. Do you know for you to run... You run intentionally. 
You plan to run. It's a physical exercise. You plan for it. And he said, let us run with endurance, with patient endurance, with the steady persistence day by day by day. And so I go back and I look and you see the word. And Daniel served God continually with endurance day after day after day after day. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking, that word looking there means undivided attention. Looking away from distractions in order to fix one's gaze on one subject. It's having eyes for no one but Jesus. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. So man, day by day, I got to keep looking to Jesus. I gotta, what happens, Pastor, if the weights pull me down? I get back up. What happens if I sin? I repent and I get back up. Psalm, uh, Proverbs 24, 7 says, a righteous man will fall seven times, but he'll get back up. The question's not if I fall. The question's do I keep getting back up and keep getting in the race. You're not disqualified. Looking unto Jesus, the author, the originator, the initiator, initiative of my faith. And I keep hanging out with him day by day by day by day. And think back there in Daniel 6.10 when he said, this was his custom since early days. I got to be disciplined. I got to be committed. I just said, Father God, I'm all in. Thank you for listening today. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com.